What is going on, party people and party peopleitos? Coming to you live and direct from Centerfield of Petco Park. It is your two brotherinos, Rubana and Miach, uh, for another episode of the Road Nostalgia Podcast. Uh, what's going on, Ruben? How you been? Not much, man. Whenever you say pepelitos, it reminds me of like pumpkin seeds or something. I <laughs> just say, like, <laughs> say peopleitos. Oh, peopleitos. <laughs> Maybe pepelitos is what what the seeds are called. Then I don't know. I forgot what they're seed. They are called called something like that. I believe. Right? Um, Every time you say it, though, I'm like, oh, I, I could go. I could go for some seeds. <laughs> Do you eat pumpkin seeds? Oh, only during like October. <laughs> oh, my dad like loves pumpkin seeds. Like he eats them like sunflower seeds. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I like them better than than sunflower seeds for sure. Oh, I love sunflower seeds. It's a problem. For a while, it was so bad that I like it would hurt my teeth because like the, there's so much salt in it that there was like ruining the enamel on my teeth. Dude, when I first got hired at at uh, at LAX, um, yeah. I worked with a mechanic and he was telling me a story about like he had like this big bag of pumpkin seed. Uh, no, of uh, sunflower seeds, and he was telling me the story about how he was like, "Oh man, yeah, this one time I had a fucking stroke." And this and that. And then I was like, really? He's like, yeah, man. Like, my whole left side was all numb. And, like, he was, like, stroking out, telling me the story. And then uh-huh. as he's telling me, he's, like, chewing on these seeds. And he was just like, yeah, the doctor told me it's because I ate, I ate too many uh, sunflower seeds. I'm just like, so much sodium, huh? Yeah. And I'm like, he's, like, yeah. he's like chomping on them as he's telling me. You know, he's, like, spitting them out. I'm like, dude, you're going to freaking die again. Yeah, I know. I get scared with sunflower seeds. They're, like, so, God, they're so easy, so easy for me to eat all the time, like. Ah, they're so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I don't know if you guys caught that. I brought up Petco Park because uh, it was announced not too long ago that like Comic Con is still going to go ahead. They're going to have like a meetup in San Diego later this year. I don't know how you feel about that. That's pretty fucking wild to me. That is a weird one because it's all indoors. Or is it going to be outdoors? No, I think they're going to be doing like indoors. They want to do like a small version of Comic Con, but like people are all geeked on it. So. It can do. I, I mean, a small version is still going to be packed because everybody doesn't want to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's such a huge event that however small you make it, it's going to be packed. Yeah. You know, or people are going to be like, get a sellout like that. You know, people are going to be out, outside trying to like go to all the bars and stuff like they used to. Oh my God, it's so scary, dude. I can only imagine all the furries all around you. The fr- yeah, I know. You, you, all dude. the people dressed up. I don't, I'm not digging it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You've been chased chased by some furries after you go to the bar. <laughs> I bet you that happens, nah, they man. just announced it. They said they wanted to do a meetup. I don't know exactly what that means, but they want to do like an in-person thing. Like the actual Comic-Con dudes like announced it. Because, you know, they announced earlier this year that they were going to cancel it. And then they recently announced like, oh, we want to do something. It's not going to yeah. be like the whole week-long thing, but it's going to be like a gathering. E3 just announced that they're going to do their, their – I guess last year they didn't do anything. They kind of like just stepped back. Well, they say they're coming back this year, but it's going to be all digital. Like, you know, they're going to have everything's going to be free online, which is pretty cool. Oh, sick. Yeah, I mean, that might sick. end up being better than normal, you know, because you don't get to see, like, everything. You just get to see the big events, like the big, like the Microsoft announcement, you know? I know that uh, this year they did Comics Cl- Complex Con uh, digitally, and that's like, it's it's a festival that's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. It was like, uh, it started off as the Agenda Festival which is like extreme sports festival. And then it turned into like a streetwear festival. And then like agenda was specifically for streetwear brands. And then that got sponsored by complex con. And like, it turned into like a concert slash venue, like a concert slash like marketplace kind of thing. Uh-huh. 
and it got uh infamous the last past couple of years because like one year they released the canary dunks there and there was like riots and the year before they released like the <laughs> undefeated air maxes and like same thing you know like people were fighting over shoes and but this year they went like totally digital and they did like a whole like digital marketplace so you like had to like create an avatar and like go and like uh, go okay. find the shops like you know like sims like go around and find the releases at certain times and so do you they had like so exclusive shit people are gonna have to wait like in a digital line like outside the yeah. store with yeah, their avatar. yeah 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 <laughs> pretty crazy right that is crazy but uh i don't know if it was a success or not i didn't even try looking at it but yeah I know that uh, the hundreds also did their. This was going to be their second annual family style fest, which is like their food festival that they were starting to throw every year, and you know it got canceled this year. And they decided to like pivot, and they did a drive-in family style fest at oh, SoFi, that's cool. and that was like the first event to be held at SoFi, and that was like the premiere of uh, what is it, North Hollywood, the illegal civilization, illegal civ, uh, video, Mikey Alfred. Um, he made a movie and uh, oh, crazy uh, with uh, Miranda Cosgrove and Noah Centineo, and uh, a lot of the like uh, golf wing and like illegal civ kids. Um, it's supposed to be good. I, I, I haven't heard anything uh, like about it, but yeah, they just did that too, and that was pretty cool. It looked pretty cool, you know, because it was like the first first event to ever happen at SoFi Stadium in the parking lot. That's that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. That's cool. Like I, I, I didn't go to really any of the like drive-ins. They did like I remember during Halloween time they did a lot of like, I think it was like the, the what's that Netflix show uh, Stranger Things. They did yeah, like a, still a doing it. yeah. It's like you drive through like a, a driving com- uh, parking complex and it's like all this shit happens and yeah. I haven't done any of that stuff yet, but I, just because I have the baby. Yeah. But um, that seems like something fun to do. I would totally be down for that. I know my sister, uh, she took my nephews to go do the, they had to like the dinosaur one, I think at the Rose Bowl. Oh, okay. And they did that one and they said it was, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was like, you know, it was something to do, <laughs> you know, like. Well, the only thing but. I did was the, the Elf on the Shelf Christmas thing. It was, uh, at the, at the Pomona Fairplex. That was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. It was just like, you just drive through like these tunnels of lights and there's like elves like running around the car and. And it's just kind of like you're just like in your own parade, and like there's a bunch of scenes around you, and they play yeah. music, and they give you like this, like they give you this thing where you you write your names, and they they create like an ornament for you at the end. Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty, pretty sick. It's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Things are starting to go back to normal. I know they. I don't know if I said last podcast, but they announced you know six thousand tickets at uh, at uh, the Dodger game. Clippers announced that. By April fifteenth, they're gonna have a limited number of fans starting that week in the in the, in the Staples Center, and they're saying they're like planning on June fifteenth, which could essentially be like playoff time for NBA basketball to like be fully open. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, like that's uh, that's what the Roger Gladell said that too about the NFL. Like he expects the new season to be hundred percent capacity. That's wild, huh? Yeah, and then like the Fairplex, they're, they're doing the, the the fair again this year. They're gonna open it up. Oh now. hell yeah! <laughs> I never gone. I haven't been in the fair in like I don't know how long. I went the that went the year before. Like I went uh, last year. Wait, was it last year? No, the year before. Like, um, it was awesome. Like just me. That was like we had just had our our baby, and like that was like the first thing me and Mickey did that to go out, and we just like 
drink a lot there. <laughs> we just got drunk. We were just like walking around. <laughs> like, it was just like we're free, you know. We could walk around, do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Nah, yeah, I haven't been in the fair in like a good fucking. I want to say five years, four or five years. Yeah, the last time I was at the fair, I went like sporadically uh, because they had that. It was like uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was like the they have like a little Latin thing. Like they have a bunch of young Latin artists, like hip Latin artists, and they had that kid Jasper Bones there, and my dad got me into film that kid. Oh, that's um, cool. Was it like a like a music performance or? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like off to the side where they have their little museums, like, and it was at night. And I just remember rolling in there and for that, and then dipping. But that, oh, okay. That was the last time, but yeah, I know that. Uh, it's funny because my dad volunteers there every year. You know, and it's like. I still don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would still like to go see Chicago there. Or, or that was the last time I went to. But see, I didn't go to the fair. I just walked in to go see. The last time I was at the fair, my dad took me to go see Chicago and War. That's pretty cool. And then if you go see the concert, do you get to go into the fair for free or? Uh-huh, do you uh-huh, to, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like we just went to the concert. You know, it was like yeah. By the time the concert's over, I think the fair's already the fair's already closed. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, uh, she's opening back up. She's pretty fucking weird. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm like coming to terms with like, well, I'm gonna have to do something, you know. Yeah. Whether I like it or not, this is <laughs> like I said before. It's like we're not closing, so at this point, it's like suck it up, my guy. You got the vaccine, you know yeah, what I mean. So if you're gonna get sick, you're just gonna catch the flu. Hopefully, you know. It's like there's really nothing much more you could do if you, you know, once you get the vaccine and you're still being safe. It's just like that's all you could really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at this point, it's like that's what the vaccine's for. It's like yeah. So I won't end up in the hospital. I might get it and get sick, but it's just like hopefully my body's like boop boo. That's so wild. It dude, it's like I haven't been sick in a year and a half. It's so the last crazy. time I was sick, it was in uh, February, and it was like one of the gnarliest sinus infections I've ever had in my life. And so that's why I always think I had COVID before. But uh-huh. my sister doesn't seem to think I had it because it's like if I was in the house, if we if I, when I was living with my sister, it was her and her dude. And it's like oh, if we didn't get it. it when you were living there. And I was like, well, what if I was asymptomatic, you know? Yeah. Or what if they were, yeah. Or what if they were, you know what I mean? And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, you never know. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. I saw that – uh that last cruise did you just watch it yeah i watched it dude it's so wild watching it man like it, it's crazy like to see a documentary about something that you're still going through yeah you know like, it was just like a weird and like kind of like seeing like the dates like oh that was barely last year you know like february this like this many people had it and like it was yeah. interesting to watch i definitely like sanitized my hands like four times while i was watching it <laughs> Uh, there was that, uh, documentary as well on HBO that released like a month or so ago called the COVID diaries. And it was like, uh, a bunch of like young students, like, uh, student, uh, film kids like decided to make like uh, little handheld like diaries. Yeah. At the beginning of COVID when like shit was getting shut down, shut down. Uh huh. And so when you see shit like that, it's like, you know, when it came out, it did like really bad cause people didn't want to see you know, a lot of people don't want to see this shit. Yeah. So, like, that's how I felt with this last cruise. Like, I feel like I haven't heard anybody really talk about it or watch it. You know what I mean? Um, because people are like, I don't want to watch this shit. Yeah. I will say that I didn't enjoy the documentary, not because of the the what it's ta- the what it's talking about, but I just didn't enjoy it. Like, it, it 
it was just kind of like a bunch of like put together clippings of like yeah. people recording on their on their phone and i mean because it's like shit. like i mean the the ship was isolated so the best you could do was just get people's camera phone you know like the you know like yeah. footage yeah, yeah, yeah but um but it, it is wild to think back at like how like how dire you know our situation was yeah like i was telling you guys after i got the the vaccine it's like you know the whole toilet paper thing it's like we were like gnarly fighting for toilet paper like people were hoarding that shit <laughs> yeah. like you know there was like multiple videos of like people like yelling at each other because they had just bought like a pallet worth of like napkins and toilet paper and uh-huh. they're like well you weren't here early you know what i mean like yeah and it's like so people have like no empathy uh-huh like, <laughs> It's so wild to me. And then there was, they showed like like after like it's calmed down, like people just had like like walls of toilet paper in their garage that that, that they were. I mean, returning. I see it all the time yeah. at work. Like I see it all the time, bro. Like you should see some of these garages, dog. It's really? Like, <laughs> they're stocked, bro. Like stocked. Sometimes I'm just like, damn, you need that much TP, bro. Like it's wild, know? man. But I get it. You know, people were so traumatized by yeah. when this shit started that. You know, it's crazy because it felt like it really felt, especially after watching the documentary and like kind of like reliving the like you like you don't know what is because they didn't know what was going on. You know, they had no idea what kind of virus and same thing with us. Like, let me ask you this before you finish. Let me ask you this. Would you have gotten on the flight or would you have been like that chunky dude? (laughs) No, I would have stood. Right. Yeah. After they show you that plane, you're just like, oh, that's it. I'm getting it. Like, it's over. Well, yeah, well, I would I would have stood because his wife was still there, you know, but in the hospital. Oh, I, okay. If they if they had le- if they had let him if say if like the other that white couple. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The would old, you have gotten on the plane? I wouldn't have. I would have. Really? Yeah, because they didn't know that there was screw there was infected people on the fucking plane, dude. Dog, is, when you see that, you're just like, it's over. That was so wild, man. Like they're like, oh yeah, no, like you're gonna be fine. Like they're like, okay, so we're like. He's like, you're definitely safer leaving than being on the ship. So then they, and I they get left. that mindset is because you're, we're going to get you home. You yeah. Know, we're going to get you home. You can get to American hospitals. Like, and then uh, they, they literally like pile them into like a, a military plane. And then there's like in the middle of just a section that's like plasticed off. Like, and they, they're just like, what's that? They're like, oh, they're infected people. You're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm on the same plane. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's wild, Halfway man. through, they're like, they gave us new masks. And it's yeah. like, uh, what the <laughs> fuck? Well, yeah. What I was saying is like, it, it's like, it, it was very like supernatural. The virus seemed like, because it's like the invisible like killer, you know, or like, like a, mis- a mysterious thing that could get you. And nobody knew about. So it was like very supernatural. It felt like. It's like uh, when I watch it, it's like I'm so traumatized. You don't realize how traumatized you are by this shit. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because it's like when I watch it, I it's like I get the same feeling of like watching a 9-11 documentary or like a Columbine documentary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like shit we lived through and we remember very, very vividly. Uh-huh. It's like you remember, you go back to, like I went back to those feelings of like, like I said, like holy shit, like when... It was, like, so uneasy when we got shut down. I just remember, like, me and my sister talking, like, all right, well, we're going to go to the market. And, like, my sister's like, all right, and I'm going to try to, like, uh, Instacart everything we can't. Yeah. Like, whatever I can't, I'm going to give you a list and you go out and get it. And it's, like, you know, like, so intense. It was so intense there for a quick second. Like, you know, and then I was telling my dad because, you know, he was worried about getting his second shot. He finally got his second shot. And it's just, like, you know, my dad was trying to explain – he. 
he does side jobs and he goes out with some of these guys, some of these helpers sometimes. And, you know, they're like, ah, that shit's fake. Da, da, da. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't care what you think, man. Like, my family was so traumatized by this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That it's like, well, we're going to get it. And I, I understand you you want to vocalize why you're not going to get it. But uh, I'm going to get it. <laughs> That's my choice, you know. But it's just like, it's so crazy to me that people weren't, uh, I don't know, like, you know, when this shit happened, you had family members that like immediately at the beginning of this shit went into the hospital for it. Yeah. And they like changed the game for you, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah, it's like puts it into a new perspective. I remember, dude, like when it was like still in China, and like we like people would joke, "Oh, he's got the coronavirus, or whatever." But there was like one person in, in the United States that had it. Yeah. And then like uh, two weeks later, it was like, "Holy shit!" Like we're on shutdown, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna die. Yeah. It was like Washington, and then all of a sudden, a case in San Bernardino. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "Fuck!" And then it was over. That uh-huh. March 11th, dude, it was fucking crazy. When they canceled all the NBA games and it was like, uh, yeah, that's it. It's over. It ha- during halftime, right? Like They made everybody yeah. go back. No, before, the- the, before the game even started. Other than, oh. There was another game going on as well, but before the game even started, it was Utah versus Oklahoma City. Hey, there, there's a documentary about that, right? Uh-huh. The day they just, that one just came out too. The day, the, the day we... The day the Earth stood still, or some shit like that. Yeah, All the, I know the, is that's okay. It's a it's a it's a good one. But my it? what I what I think is the best like uh, the best version of that was that thirty for thirty documentary, uh, the the podcast about about that situation. Yeah, it's like it's, it's phenomenal, dude. I think it's the best because you know when with something like that, your mind you go you race in your mind and so your mind is building the imagination of everything yeah. that happened in sequence of events and this and that and i just think that that podcast was like so good that was such a good podcast because it talked to executives talked to nba play it was specifically about the nba shutting down uh-huh but it just ramps you up to that time you're just like damn dog, that shit was intense that's great too because they had the, the the seats were filled already it was like a full stadium and yeah, they were it was just a like, full game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so wild. Be like, oh, we're not going to play because there's like a deadly virus. Now, everybody's yeah. got to leave now. There's only like 12 doors in this whole stadium that you guys all have to pile through, you know? Like, it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, man, it's fucking... It's just wild to like to know that we've gotten so far out of this. And like, I'm not saying we're out of it, but there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. There's like some uh, some optimism, you know, with everything going on and it's just wild especially in la because like i said shit's not shit's not closing <laughs> there's no way we're going back even if we have a fourth wave there's no way it's i think it, unfortunately uh, we're so far gone they said uh what's it the governor said that he wants he he projects california to be completely open 100 percent back to normal by june 15th yeah and it's like yeah. i mean you know by that point it's like you just got to do what you got to do yeah but yeah, that's wild. Uh, this past week was fucking April Fool's Day. I know you wanted to talk about some April Fool's jokes that got played on you, my guy. Dude, I know. So like, like I I always like I like I look forward to it because like all the websites do like uh, some type of April Fool's joke and they'll do like a video and it's just like good entertainment, you know. So like I'll, I'll go through all the websites looking for it. So like I I'm like I, I never get like got, you know. Yeah. And um. Halfway through the day, Bruce Campbell he posted like something like where he had like a page of the script of Doctor Strange, because uh, uh-huh. Sam Raimi's directing it. So you know he's like that's his buddy, 
and uh it had he had like some some parts highlighted like it just said like disheveled man right or something <laughs> and then after it's like he, he's like pretty much it implies that he's going to be playing ash from evil dead in the doctor strange that he's going to be one of the universes where he's looking for some that book you know yeah and uh dude i was like what the fuck you know like i was all like hyped on it but then i was like wait what's the date today and then i realized like he didn't even say it for fools he just like posted it and then i didn't read no comments and then like a couple like an hour later i was just like wait a minute like let me go back and like look at the comments because like, i forgot what day it was oh shit but that would have been so awesome dude that would be so sick if they did that like you know because especially now like they have that that um space jam trailer that just came out and there's like all these ip that's in it like like, yeah, it's just you, basically ready, ready player one all over again with basketball. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it's got like Iron Giant, King Kong, and like everybody the same the same people, but yeah, this time it has the, the dudes from A Clockwork Orange. Did you see that? Well, yeah, that was like the whole thing because like people were like, uh, "Didn't they just like say that they made like uh, what's her name Babs Bunny like less sexy?" And people were all up and up or, and then you just got these guys that committed like rape on film. Yeah, they they, <laughs> in a they Orange. It took Pepe Le Pew out of the movie because he's kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. And then they yeah, put yeah, the yeah. guys from Clockwork Orange in there that are rapist. <laughs> Just like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I noticed that people were like all up in arms. It's like, why do people care so much? Yeah, man? I know. I don't understand it. Like, everything is, everybody gets so triggered by, man. <laughs> Just let it be. It happens. I didn't have, I didn't, my, I don't usually like fall for those uh, April Fool's jokes. Um, I didn't even fall for this one. I just know that there was one that had happened. Uh, this dude, uh, Calmatic, who's uh, came up as like a video director. Excuse me. He made like a lot of video music videos with this group called Overdose. Uh, he got tapped to last year to remake uh, House Party. And, oh, okay. You know, he's like a dude that's connected in the streets. He's like from South Central. Or from Lamar Park, I could be wrong. Yeah, I know he's from one of those communities. And uh he's a big hometown hero, you know, he's done a lot of like big uh music videos. He made the he did the Old Town Road music video. Um he's done like a lot of Vince Staples music videos. Anyways, he, he's just one of those guys that was like I've been following his career from the bottom when he was like with overdose and he made like the video for Pasadena like seven years ago and he's like just been getting bigger and bigger and then now he's directing feature films. And uh, he got tapped to play, uh, direct House Party. And on April Fool's, he announced that, oh, guess what? You know that I'm also going to be remaking uh, Paid in Full, which is like, a, you know, another cultural classic. Uh-huh. Uh, Cameron Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh, and everybody was like, oh, my God, he's going to do it. He, this dude's like <laughs> doing everything for the culture. Like, oh, man, he did, he's remaking House Party and he's going to be doing Paid in Full. Like, oh, my God. Like. And uh, he was like, nah, it's fake. <laughs> Later on that day, he was just like, check the date. And he like, circled oh, the picture. And everybody was like, oh, you got me, man. I was like, nah, it's too good to be true, man. Come on. Hollywood's not going to let a black man direct two culturally uh, important movies? Come on. This is Hollywood, baby. <laughs> well, look at Spike Lee. He, uh, supposedly, everything he Spike makes is culturally Lee's, important. Spike Lee's, uh, he's different. He's he's like his own branding, you know? Spike Lee's like Scorsese. It's like... yeah. Nolan, Scorsese, Lee, there's only like a handful of those guys. Hey, you hear about the Michael Rappaport and Kevin Durant thing? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, such a, what a joke kind of those guys are. It's so funny. Uh, another thing, why do people care? It's so why funny, do people man. Care? 
They, like, I don't get it. They like made Kevin Durant pay like all this money. They find him a bunch of money at the, in the NBA, and and then uh, what's his name, Michael Rappaport, went on Undisputed and he pretended to cry for a while and stuff. It was so funny. But the funny thing is, like the video that the people have been posting around on the internet doesn't have the last sixteen seconds of that 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 video. Oh, so and the last just, sixteen seconds just... he's like, they could suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he like flips because like everybody's like, oh, this can't be real. Like this guy's, they, no, this can't be. This is some kayfabe shit. Like no, this yeah. is no way. Like he's faking it. I don't. I feel sorry. Everybody's all getting mad, and then it's like, ah, I'm not on either one of these idiots' side. All yeah. I know is both of them are dumb. I could care less. Why is this even a fucking story? Right. Um. But yeah, it's just ridiculous, bro. Like. I could care less. Whatever. Play basketball. Like if you if you're gonna do that, just know that there's repercussions. And the same thing with Michael Rappaport. You like to talk a big fucking game and you gotta know there's repercussions on Yeah. Like, you know, both <laughs> of you guys. Like you guys are grown ass men. I feel no remorse for either one of you. However this turns out, and I could care less. You know, it's like it's another it's a funny thing I was thinking about too the other day. It's like within a in a, in a month or two months, all this shit's gonna be forgotten. Yeah. You know, and like there's a whole backlash now. We're starting to see the back end of all this like cancel culture shit. And like I'm not on anybody's side. I don't want to do, I'm not I'm not here to be like, you know, I'm a cis hetero male that's like Oh, you oh. took the red pill. I knew it. No, that's not who I am. You know what I mean? I'm way more empathetic than y'all if you guys think I'm not. But <laughs> almost to a fault. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh I just know that like you know, there's like a, there's a, they're, they're starting to see the ramifications of all this cancel culture shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like specifically, it all started with that girl from Vogue or Teen Vogue, who I guess posted shit when she was like 17. She's like in her late twenties now. She's like an editor at Vogue. And like they, people were coming for her job because she like made bad tweets when she was 17. And it's like, you know, it's like all this shit that happens. There's like a, and I get it. It's all t- uh, it's all context. It's all contextual. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's all how bad did this person do something? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's still wild to me that like essentially all these people are turning into bullies. And I thought like we didn't like bully culture. And it's like there's like a mob of like bullies now. It's just like when you step back and we kind of like look at everything now, you're just kind of like you get that feeling in your head like, well, huh. Are we taking things too far? Well, you know? what it is, dude, is like it's what it's the corporations that allow it to happen you know because like if anybody does an uproar about anything like they want to cancel right away the like the sponsors dump out and they you know they're like okay we're out we're, we're gonna cancel this person so then these people lose all their money like look at that, that david dobrik that youtube guy like yeah. he just it, he just lost everything like you know like he's he's done he got canceled but like for something that one of his his, I his have friends no idea did, with him I haven't even like looked into it what he did. Oh, like what happened? So yeah. so you know you know Dirty Dom, the other guy, he's like the the, the ladies' man. Oh, the or Russian whatever. kid. Yeah. So a few years ago, I guess, um he had sex with this girl that was like really drunk and like she, they were saying that it was impossible for her to give consent. Yeah. And uh David was at the apartment filming and um so she like just recently came out and said that she was pretty much a date raped by by dom that guy uh-huh. but since he's david's friend and he was filming that he day he was there he was yeah, there he's an accomplice kind he's of an thing. accomplice not to accomplice it. but he's just negligent he just, because he should have did something yeah and uh so yeah he lost his everything like he lost youtube really youtube didn't monetize him 
he he created this app is that's worth it's going to be worth millions like it's already worth millions now but they're projecting to be like a billion dollar app you know and he had to step down from it because all the sponsors are going to pull their money from that app and like and like screw over everybody else that's invested you know so he had to step down so it's just that he lost yeah. he like lost everything and it's just kind of like yeah. th- the reason is because everybody just head hunts you know it's like a witch hunt it's just like every yeah. week, it's like they cancel somebody, then it's like, okay, who's next? And people are just looking and I wa- for it. I just want to make clear, this isn't me and Ruben taking sides. We have no, no, no fucking, no. we have no say yeah, in this. Because you know nobody, I mean? It's I just mean, a nobody... matter of like, as me, as a older, as I get older now, and you step back with perspective, you see that like, in three months, is this even going to all matter? Well, the, the issue, I mean? the, the I think the major issue is is everybody's so quick to, to just to do everything, like... There's no way of, of like, let's just say, like, if somebody gets canceled, there's no way of pr- for them to prove that they didn't do whatever that was talked about. You know what I mean? That's us, that was, like, accused of them. So let's just say anybody – it's making it dangerous now because anybody could accuse anybody of something, and that right away everybody cancels them. You know? There's no, like – Yeah, like the Deshaun Watson stuff. Exactly. You know, like, there's no one like hey, innocent. but uh, the Deshaun Watson stuff is pretty crazy when you got, like, 14 allegations. You're Dude, like, Dude, there's, like, 20. There's, like, 20 now. <laughs> You're like, whoa! It, it all happened during yeah. the pandemic, supposedly. <laughs> you know, you just like went wild during COVID. That's crazy. My whole thing is, uh, yeah, I just I feel like we as a culture need to step back and kind of unplug sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we're so connected to the fucking internet that it's like sometimes when you just unplug, a lot of that shit that you feel is like bugging you just kind of dissipates, disappears. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But yeah, and it's I, just I feel like I, I feel like that. too, like if like let's just say like the um. So like somebody gets pissed off at Bill Burr, right? And somebody doesn't like a joke that he says it offends them. So then they try to go get him fired or canceled. It's just kind of like let the market dictate. You know what I mean? Like if people don't like that comedy, then they won't support it. You know? Then then obviously yeah. he sucks as a comedian. But if a lot of people support it, it means he's good. That means it's funny. It's just like okay, well maybe he's not for you. Just don't listen to him. You know? Yeah, it's all perspective. It's yeah. all perspective, and it's all it's all relative. I'm sorry, it's all relative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just wild. I was just like thinking about all that shit lately. And it's just wild when you kind of unplug from shit, you take a step back and you're just like, huh, all this shit that <laughs> I don't know anything about, I really don't care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just crazy that uh, like, it just seems like so much like all these like in- forms of entertainment are disappearing because like obviously these people are like not perfect, you know, like. Like, artists yeah. are not, like, they're, they tortured souls, you know? Like, that's what everybody always says. And obviously, they're going to have, like, some, like, demons in their clouds or skeletons in their closet, you know? And it's just kind of like, at, at some point, we're not going to have any entertainment if everybody gets canceled, you know? Like, yeah. so it's but crazy. Like, but like I said, I just think that there's going to come a point when we get, like, 10 years, hopefully, hopefully, because if not, we're going down a bad, a bad path as a culture, as a society. But yeah, it's like, you know... You would hope that there's, you know, people are going to wake up and, and start realizing that, like, yeah, exactly like you said, like, huh, if we cancel everybody, you know what I mean? It's all context. Because yeah. like everybody had said something with. stupid at one time, but it doesn't mean they're a bad person, you know? Yeah. And just look at that, that James Gunn thing, like, pretty much Disney fired him from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and then he goes and makes, you know, a Suicide Squad for WB. And now, like, everybody likes them, and so then Disney's like, all right, we'll hire you again to make, you know, to, to start making movies again. So it's just like... That, they- brings, that brings up another topic that I was, like, very, very mad about. So essentially, uh, a couple of movies got canceled on DC's slate uh, 
because uh, fucks like you and want that Snyder Cut. Baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, so essentially, yeah, like, uh, I know the New Gods got canceled because they're not going to go. They're going to go back into the Zack Snyder universe. Dude, I got to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were rickrolling me right now. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the movies, certain movies got canceled because people want the fucking Snyder cut. And that's, like, so frustrating. That's, like, such a bummer. Uh, because that would have been new IP uh into the universe but hey it is what it is hey, are, are, the are day, they gonna bring him back back I have no uh, control over this shit people just it's capitalism baby oh yeah capitalism let's do it um <laughs> are they bringing back ben affleck i don't know i just know that they canceled the new gods and tom king the writer of mr miracle was like they've been like you know researching and writing a new script for the new gods mm-hmm. uh for like the past year and uh yeah, it got canceled. They were just like him and Ava DuVernay. They like uh, issued like like public apologies, I guess, to be like, unfortunately, like the movies got canceled, and uh, maybe one day you'll see the vision that we had. But as for right now, like, but have they confirmed anything else for Snyder yet, or no? No, they just have been confirming that like because uh, the response of the Snyder verse uh-huh. or whatever you want to call it, that they are moving back in that direction. Hell yeah. All With right, core dude. characters. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a bummer. I was hoping for a Mr. Miracle fucking movie, but it is what <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, talk about movies. Uh, did you see anything this week? No, but I heard that Bill Murray, he came out and he was – oh, I did I did see movies. But uh, but Bill Murray, he was like talking – he did an interview and he was saying like Ghostbusters is like reminding him of like the first movie, like the new one, Afterlife. Is that the uh 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 God? What's his fucking name? His daddy, the son. Um, it's it's Jason Reitman. Reitman, yeah, yeah. That's the, he's talking about that movie. Yeah, the afterlife. Oh, okay, it's, thank God, thank God. Yeah. So I guess Paul it, Rudd, it, it, the God, the, yeah. the Paul Rudd, the God of every IP franchise, Ant Man, now Ghostbusters. Let's go, baby. <laughs> he says it because he, he's in it. Bill Murray's in it, you know, and he just says it has like a total like feeling of like the first movie, you know. So it's gonna do. I'm I so can't happy, wait, dude. I'm so happy in hindsight because like Jason Reitman has, he's one of those directors I I love to watch now because he's he to me he's turning so much into his daddy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just I think he's like such a talented director. I think his last movie was so underrated. I think that's a movie that people are gonna look back ten years from now and be like, huh, that's like one of Hugh Jackman's best performances he's ever ever given. So, I don't know. That's crazy. And then did you hear about the Knives Out? But yeah, deal by, on Netflix. Yeah, I heard that they paid him like four hundred mil, right, for two movies. So yeah, so it, it so the deal ended up being four hundred and sixty nine million dollars, right, for two movies. Now they yeah. said that all that needs to happen. So Netflix just gave him four hundred and sixty nine million dollars and said, "Make us Knives Out one and two. I mean, uh, two and three. The only thing that needs to happen is it has to have the same budget of $40 million as the first one, at least. And uh, Daniel Craig has to be in both of them. Do as whatever else you want with the money. So want to be. Yeah, so <laughs> do whatever else you want with the money. So what's happening now is Ryan Johnson, uh, Daniel Craig, and one of the producers is going to make $100 million for making these movies. Just like that's like their wage. Yeah. So that 
three hundred million dollars is just going to them, you know, to make the movie. Hell the rest yeah. is gonna go to all like all those Star Wars fuckboys can suck my dick. <laughs> so it's so crazy. Dude. That's, it has to be like the biggest payout, right, for like two movies. Like as a director. No, definitely not. You don't think so? Hundred million. So no fifty way. million dollars. For a director, that's crazy. For a director, no, there's no way. There has to be more. There no, because has look, to be. there look, has to be somebody even more. Sc- even Scorsese like, is how like how much? How much did how much did Kubrick get for Barry Lyndon? Because like, ba- oh, man, Barry Lyndon is like one of those like he, he <laughs> yeah, Barry Lyndon is like they gave him all the monies. He's made like uh he made like three different lenses specifically for that movie. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. There has to be to be specifically. There has to be a movie worth more than that. You got to remember know. in the like Dude, late two thousands, the, the, the we budget, were, there was the, movies at like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars as a but as a budget. You know, those are yeah Marvel movies. But then like okay, so the budget for Barry Lyndon was only twelve million. No way. Yeah, and in from inflation, that's still only like eighty mil. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Crazy. What a fucking. That's like a. That's a. That'll blow your mind, especially if you've seen Barry Lyndon. Jesus. What about Daniel Craig? Do fifty million dollars per movie? That's insane. How too. much does he make for James Bond? I don't know, man. But like the producer is getting fifty million dollars per movie too. That's fucking Hell wild. Yeah. That's Hell crazy. Hell yeah. Netflix is just like, wait, dude. They're just like they just slam their cock on the table, dude. Just like thud. That's uh, me and, and Ralph's. I think one of our favorite movie experiences we've ever had, like LA movie going experiences. Not Knives Out, but uh, Ryan Johnson. We went to go see. It was like a double bill of Brick and something else. I oh, forgot, okay. but we only stayed for Brick. And like I remember, I went up to Ryan Johnson. I was so mad I didn't have the DVD at the time with me. But uh, that's when we were like going. That's when all three of us were going to like every fucking Q and A showing whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And yeah, I just remember him being like so nice. And I've seen him at countless. I mean, countless dog. It's like him and Edgar Wright. I think I've seen the most at like just movie screenings. Like they're in the back of the room. Oh, like just like enjoying that. the movie. Yeah, okay, but the yeah. only time I've ever gone up to him was at that showing a brick. It was in thirty five millimeter, and they also did like a perform. They had the the guy that scored and filmed, and they played like the live theme there. <laughs> That's that awesome. Night. Yeah. That's cool. But uh. I always remember that. It's like one of those very uh, vivid memories I remember uh, going to see at like a Q&A. And I want to say it was either at the silent movie theater or the New Bev. One of those. But at Cine Family before it got canceled as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so as far as, as what I saw this week, I saw The Last Cruise. You know, we already talked about. Yeah. And then I saw the King of the Godzilla King of Monsters. Just, just to kind of like. That's the second one, right? That's the second one, yeah. Yeah. Just, just to prepare myself for Godzilla versus King Kong, uh huh. And um, it was alright. I mean, it was it was fun. It wasn't like I, I I could I could I saw five minutes of Godzilla versus King Kong, and those five minutes were better than the part two. You know, like I don't know, like the vibe. What happened? I was I was vehemently angry that I saw that movie, The King of Monsters. I went to. I'll never forget it. I went to go see it at uh, the Mills. Uh-huh. It was like a. Uh, it was like a first showing, like ten a.m. showing. I was hungover and I went to go see it, and I was like, I fell asleep twice in the movie, and I was just like, this is way too long. This is like frustrating. Like, this is the dumbest fucking Godzilla movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's how I, I, I feel about it. I've never really been a, a Godzilla, you know, movie guy. Like, I, that's never been like my thing. Like, I liked. Um, What's that movie uh, with J.J. Uh, Abrams that he made? 
Uh, Cloverfield? Yeah, like I like Cloverfield like better than any uh, Godzilla movie I've seen. Okay. And then right. e- even uh, that even that other movie understandable, with Understandable, I still like Godzilla movies. And then that other um, movie with um Anne Hathaway, what was it called? Uh Colossal. And that movie oh, was Colossal. really awesome, dude. Nacho Vigalondo, Nacho yeah, Vigalondo. That was a really good movie. But, There's um, a Godzilla movie that I recommend to everybody. Uh The Matthew Broderick movie. Film- that's a good one. I like that one. It's got the uh, P. Diddy, Led Zeppelin. Dun, 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 oh, dun, yeah. dun. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, because that's the one where they have the babies and they have like baby raptors like running around the city of New York. Yeah, baby got the list. <laughs> no, there's a movie that came out a couple years ago that my friend took me to go see. It was like uh, when I was taking film classes and my buddy would like – he would drag me along to screenings and he was like, we have to go see Shin Godzilla. And I was like, all right, I'll go see it with you. And like, after I saw that movie, I was like, "This is like amazing. This is this is the best Godzilla movie I've ever yeah, seen." Yeah, well, they they do it good over there, man. In Japan, like we like our Godzilla movies are just not the same, you know. And that movie, I think you only get to see like a total of it's like a, a hour and a half movie, two hour movie, and I think you only see Godzilla like thirty minutes in the movie. Yeah, and the whole movie is essentially like FEMA in Tokyo or whatever, like. How are they going to fucking save all the people in the city? Uh-huh. So it's like a lot of boardroom talking and like, well, we have to get the people out of here because, you know, and like, no, but we're going to close down the bridges. And it's like very cool because it's like <laughs> up, it's constantly upping the stakes, you know, because like you constantly see the like flash to Godzilla and he's like getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Uh-huh. But it all takes place in like a boardroom in a hospital. Like it's cool. It's very you wouldn't think it works, but it works fucking well. It reminds me of like Twelve Angry Men, like a movie oh, where it's okay, like yeah. just shot in a fucking room and it gets like super tense, but you don't ever see any of the action on the outside. And uh yeah, that's a fucking good Godzilla movie. But I did like the new Godzilla movie. That's what I heard. I've, I've been hearing really good things about it. I'm really excited. You haven't seen the new one? No, no, not yet. Oh I, I haven't had time. I wanted to, but uh the baby stood up last night, so we didn't have time to watch it. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still debating, man. I don't know if I want to go to the theater to watch it. Like, I don't know if I, you know. I mean, it sure. would have been cool to see in the theater, but I yeah. enjoyed watching it at home. It reminded me, like I told you guys, of like those late 90s, early 2000 uh, disaster movies. Like Deep oh, Dante's Impact, Peak. Dante's Peak, um, Red Planet, uh, even Ghost of Mars, something like that. Where it's Dude, like Ghost of Mars awesome. within the first 20 minutes, each character is like overtly explained to you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, okay, so you're going to meet the girl, you're going to meet the the professor who's studying Godzilla, and you're going to meet her daughter who can like, who only speaks sign language and has a connection oh, to Godzilla. This yeah, is all within yeah, yeah. five minutes. Uh-huh. And then you're going to meet the scientist who's like the degenerate, washed up scientist, and that person is going to, basically be the key you know to everything and then you're gonna meet the guy who can fund all of this who's hey, like no, spo- no uh, spoilers what's that <laughs> i said no spoilers no no, no. You're, and you're gonna meet the guy who's like the the czar like the 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 magnate the billionaire who's like funding everything and then it's like all these people are gonna come together to go fight Godzilla, uh, you know what i mean but this is all within like the first five to ten minutes everything is set into place you know and it's yeah. like okay well we know everything and now let's, let's go fucking get to do it what now. we gotta do that's cool and so it works like that kind of the momentum of it just you go along and so yeah i had fun with it that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it, man. Like um, Adam Wingard, man, he's he's awesome. I like him. So, 
It's good. That it's, I, don't it's, know it's, I, li- I don't know if I like him. I only I enjoy one of his movies. What's the one movie you like? The Guest, and that's the movie you like. I think you least like of his. No, uh, the least the I like that one. The the one that I least liked was his first movie that everybody was tripping out over. You're next. Yeah, you're next. I didn't like that one that much. Yeah, I don't it, like that one. I don't. It was like it was in somewhat entertaining, but like everybody was just like freaking out over it, saying how amazing it was. I was like, yeah, it was alright. Like it's you know, but like, yeah. but that's like my least favorite movie of his, and then everything else he's done was really good. Yeah, I only like one of his movies. Did you watch like the VHS stuff? Uh huh. Yeah, 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 Th- yeah. Those are good. Did you see Death Note? I still think that I still yeah I don't like Death Note. I still think the Radio Silence guys are my favorite from VHS. Like. Oh, okay. Don't get me wrong. VHS, the first VHS is like classic, but I still think the Radio Silence guys are like. Uh huh. I love those guys, even though they're like trash too now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anything else? I saw the uh, the Invincible. Like I saw two episodes of that. Oh, okay. So um, you get the so you you get you grasp the twist. You yeah. Grasp the the twist of the movie, yeah, yeah. Of the show. Yeah, like I still don't know why yet, but like I I know what you know, like I got the twist of it, but it's not explained yet. I don't know how long it takes for it to get explained, but dude, that show's funny oh, though, it, man. It, it'll it'll explain. It should. I don't. I only saw two episodes as well, so okay. I don't know if they're gonna go into like like I said, the timeline of the of the comic book is a little different uh, than the show. But uh, in the first comic book run, like it's explained pretty fucking pretty pretty fast. So the first episode. Uh, how it ends? What? How? How far into the comic series does that take place? That thing that happens. Uh, probably like three issues, two or three, three issues. issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's like that is revealed two or three issues. But there's like a whole storyline that's kind of like they don't, like they don't. He doesn't meet Adam and Eve like in the street. He meets them when he goes to college. Oh, Adam, okay. I'm sorry, Adam and Eve. Adam Eve. He doesn't yeah. like meet Robot or Adam Eve. That whole like uh. What do they call it? The Guardians? Uh-huh. He doesn't meet them until a little bit later. Um, so that's like moved up. That's like immediate. Um, oh, okay. In the show. But that reveal of like the dad, that's like uh-huh. that very that's like one of the big that's like why people love that con- comic. Because throughout the whole comic, that shit happens all the time. It's yeah. just like, wait, what? Like Oh, uh, okay. And towards the end, like all of Robert Kirkman's comics, it gets very old. Oh, uh, okay. Cause it's like, okay, dude. All right, one yeah. guy's good, one guy's bad. All right, then we reverse it. Okay, now we're introducing a new race, and all of a sudden these people are good, but we thought uh-huh. they were bad. And you know, it's like the same thing with Walking Dead. It's like, okay, the trope of like, by this time in Walking Dead, man, we we kind of figure out how to kill the the walkers. Like, it's not necessarily yeah. <laughs> something that would be out of the ordinary. So then but I yeah. saw that, and then I saw uh, the season premiere of Creep Show season two. Um, I don't have Shutter, but uh, uh, is that the is that the Joe Lynch? No, no, he he's doing it like on the fifteenth, and then like the the following week. So Greg Nicotero directed both segments of the first episode. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, one of them, the first one has Kevin Dillon in it, so I was stoked to see him in it. Um, oh, okay. And it's the first ep- the first episode. It's like um, this kid is like into like monsters and like got like um, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, all the stuff. And then uh, his mom has cancer, and then like her, uh, for some reason Kevin Dillon, I think her sister is married to Kevin Dillon, and he's kind of like an, like he's like an asshole. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's just about that, like having to like live with him and stuff. But um, it's it's good. It's better than the first than the last season. 
so far like you can yeah. tell the bu- the budget's been increased but the second segment was like i was so stoked on it because it was being like like everybody was saying like it's like a extension of evil dead right like it was okay. like like an add-on you know and it was like um ted raimi was in it and um so anyway it's like a tv set like they're doing like a like a daily talk show and like they have ted raimi and he's talking about the necronomicon and he the guy like the host he starts reading the book and he's like oh you shouldn't do that and he's reading it and then like ted raimi turned into like a, a deadite and then all this shit happens but it's just like it fell flat for me like it wasn't like you know like i was expecting more and it just wasn't that great <laughs> But um, it's still cool to watch. Like I, I still, if you like that stuff, you know, I recommend it. But they had like this Bob Ross character, yeah, and he was part of that that TV station, and he's painting like a, a cabin in the woods, and then like <laughs> yeah. it, it, the camera pans over, and then you see the bridge, and the bridge is curled up like the Evil Dead bridge. Yeah. So like I was like, oh, that's awesome, you know, because that was like the very beginning of the a little shout out, yeah, yeah. But then it just kind of kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> That's how I feel like a lot of the programming on Shutter is. It's like it's so niche, you know. What yeah. I mean? It's like if you're into co- uh, uh, horror and like that type of shit, then like a lot of these movies aren't necessarily gonna be the greatest, but they do like a lot of nods to you. you uh-huh. know what I mean, and so you're like, oh, okay. So it kind of yeah. keeps you on the hook. But like, yeah, I've been kind of, I kind of want to get Shutter. You should, man. There's a lot of good stuff on it. Service, but I want to. Should do it. Can dude. you get Shutter through Hulu? I don't know. I have it through yeah. a- Apple. Like Apple sold it to oh, me. I don't have Apple yeah. TV. Uh, I think I you could get shit. it off of Amazon too. I think they offer it, or you could just get Hulu itself. Ooh. I mean, or you could get uh, Shutter on its own too. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but I think um, if you get it through like Amazon, they they're the ones that bill you. So like, if you're already getting like billed by them, it just it adds on to it, so it's easier. Oh uh, yeah, I might just do that then. I might just do that. Um, anything else? No, that's it. Uh, all right. I had a very, very uh, hectic week, uh, movie-wise. Uh, there was like a ton of great movies that came out this fucking week, and for some odd reason, the the releases this month uh, were really good. I think I like burnt out a lot of my releases, like on rewatchability on old movies, because HBO uh-huh. Max released like a gang of good fucking movies this past month. Um, but yeah, the ones that I rewatched that I uh, I hadn't seen in a long time, I saw Short Circuit, <laughs> A League of Their Own, <laughs> and uh, Hardball. All those got released on HBO Max this month, and like uh, they're all fucking great fucking movies. I haven't seen them in a long time. Uh, I saw A League of Their Own earlier today, but uh, Short Circuit's bad, but it's like so kitschy that like man, it's like fun to watch it just because like you forget about it. Yeah. Even though Fisher, Fisher Stevens is like doing total brownface, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he won an Oscar. He's all good. That's like George Clooney's best friend. Uh, and then I also rewatched Mulholland Drive. How was it? Uh, was it? Was it I mean, uh, I still don't understand half of it. And it's like the first time I saw it, it was like so hard for me to watch because the first time I saw it, I remember it was on a DVD and I was trying to watch it at home and I just could not get into it and I didn't understand it. And I like forced myself to watch it. It was like a hate watch. And this time I enjoyed it, but it's still like, I don't know. <laughs> I hate having to like, like the fact, the thing that gets frustrating for me with Mulholland Drive is like, there's so much behind, like your interpretation could be fine. Like my interpretation could be fine. Like I could just watch it as a, no, as a, like a neo-noir and like black out some of the parts that are just like, huh? Like what? David Lynch, what the fuck are you doing? But yeah, there's like a whole, you know, it's been like, 
15, 20 years since this movie, like, I want to say 15, 10 years since this movie came out. And, you know, there's like a whole, like, universe. Like, there's multiple websites and theories and, like, you know what I mean? It's like, that shit gets on my nerves. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to have to fucking do that. But it's Lynch has never come out and said, like, any of that's right. He just leaves it up to her interpretation. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And somebody who does that is, like, I admire so much. But it is very frustrating. It's like watching uh, a Charlie Kaufman movie. You know, it's like, fuck, I watched it, but how much of it did I really understand or, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't matter because it's all relative. It's like how you fucking respond to it. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, watched it, try to watch it again. <laughs> it is what it is. It's not one of my favorite uh, David Lynch movies, but it is a very famous David Lynch movie. Um, And then there was four new movies, uh, five new movies that or four new movies. And I saw that QAnon doc. Oh, okay. It finally got all of it released, and I watched it. I banged through it. Um, and I thought the QAnon doc was really good. Uh, I don't know if everybody's going to like it, but I enjoyed it. They reveal he, – he, like few like few documentaries, he reveals who he thinks Q is in the QAnon documentary. Uh-huh. And it totally makes sense who he, who, he, who he goes through. But, like, that world is so gnarly and that world is so deep that it's like if you really want to get into it, you know, I'm sure there's multiple theories. Yeah. Multiple theories. But – uh that what he presents as fact is pretty damning and the evidence is kind of like what I took away from it is like, yeah, I think I like I would if I if somebody asked me who I thought Q was, I'd be like, it's this person. Oh, OK. And or these people. And like, I think I would be OK with like putting it on the line for that, uh-huh. you know, even though it's like a Cliff Notes version of like the history of like the the Internet like that. Is it, uh, a, before, is it, is it D- Donald Trump Jr.? No, it's not Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> it's nobody related to Donald uh, Trump. Uh, but it's just crazy to go down that rabbit hole because he like he shows you how much this shit is all capitalism, baby. Capitalism has its finest. It's like how many of these guys can run a fucking scam on you to sell books, to sell, you know, uh-huh. sell their platform, whatever, whatever. Everything is monetized now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like a lot of these idiots, it's like pretty easy to see through what they're doing. You know, all these... Uh, like uh, uh, so-called truth truth tellers, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's pretty easy to see that. It, come on, dog. Like, <laughs> how is it that people fall for this shit? But it, hey, man. Especially whenever they say something's gonna happen, and then they say, "Oh no, no, it's gonna be next week." Yeah, oh, no, no, yeah. No, no, people no, are gullible, week. man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's essentially infiltrated our uh, government system. You know what I mean? It is what it is. So there's a whole faction of QAnon believers that vote, you know, vote yeah. people in based on that. So. Take it as you will. People are fucking crazy. Fuck the government. I don't believe in government. I'm an abolitionist. So whatever side you're on, I could give a fuck. But uh, <laughs> it's a very fascinating documentary. It also goes to show you that globalization is coming and it's coming faster than you think because all these guys that like who are at the top of like all this internet shit for the most part didn't even don't even live in America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everything's digitally. So uh, yeah. Uh, before new movies came out, uh, let me run through them real quick. Uh, I saw Concrete Cowboys. That was uh, oh yeah, Netflix, right? The Netflix movie with Byron Bowers, the God Byron Bowers, Covina legend. Not from Covina, but I just seen uh, his hour set at the Chatterbox. One of the few times I've been in the Chatterbox and was instantly a fan of that guy. And he's like an actor now. <laughs> um, but he comes out in it. Idris Elba and the kid from Stranger Things. Um, 
it's good. I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people don't like it. I really enjoyed it. It's like I don't get to see that slice of life because that's based on a true story about uh, these dudes in Philadelphia who were like basically have a stable in the city. Yeah. <laughs> like in a rundown building, they built a fucking stable. And yeah, it's just it's a coming of age story. It's like a kid, a black kid comes to Philadelphia because he's he's having too many problems at home. His mom kicks him out, goes makes him go live with his dad, Idris Elba, and it's him becoming a fucking man with all these guys. You know what I mean? And like him getting into trouble with his cousin. And I oh, okay. enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, and people are like, "Oh, it's the same old bullshit." It's like I've never, I don't, ne- I don't see a lot of the black version of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You always see the white version of it, but I don't necessarily see that. And I enjoyed it. It was very fun. I thought it was a great, I thought it was a good movie. And it's hard for me with Netflix movies to be like, that's a good movie. But I thought it was a good movie. Um, I saw that. I saw Our Outside Story. Uh, it's a, a little film that got released this, this week with Brian Tyree Henry and a bunch of like character actors. And essentially it's a story of a guy who cuts trailers for in memoriam trailers for like old actors <laughs> and the story is he gets locked out of his apartment and it's the story the movie's kind of like in real time and so it's him locked out of his apartment trying to get back into his apartment um but it's cool it's like a new york story it's one of those movies that i probably would have never saw in theaters unless i was like on a whim and it was like such a lamley movie in the sense that like this is only something that's going to play at the lamley and it reminded me like uh, there's like a, a time in the early 2000s where I saw a lot, a lot of like IFC movies just because it was on IFC. Like it was whatever it was playing on the channel. And like this reminded me of one of those movies. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think it's the greatest movie, but I don't think it's definitely not the worst movie. It's a very charming movie, but it's good. It's like uh, it's like a very easy story to pitch. Guy gets locked out of his New York apartment and it's him interacting with all his neighbors, all the people on the street for like a whole day of him trying to get into the apartment. Uh-huh. Um, and Brian Tyree Henry is essentially the black Jesse Plemons. So like he's like the, the you sprinkle you sprinkle him on all these movies that came out within the past years and like <laughs> he's the guy. Um, saw that. I saw Shiva Baby. Movie's been getting a lot of buzz since last year. Uh, it's basically the comedic version of Krisha. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, it's really good. It's about this Jewish girl um, who's like uh, going nowhere. Uh, so this 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 is the story. The this girl, she's going nowhere. She's like just middling. Is about to graduate college. The first like two minutes of the movie is like her having a uh, having sex with this guy, right? Um, she has sex with this guy and then she has to go to Shiva for, uh, somebody's death. So uh-huh. they go to like a, uh, an apartment, uh, Brownstone, whatever in New York. And that guy shows up as like, shows up at that, uh, at apartment as like a guest, not like, and she didn't know it's like unannounced. And then they're stuck in that apartment the whole day. Um, and then shit, like comedy ensues. But like oh, okay. the tension is like, it's like such an awkward movie. You know what I mean? Like Kresha. Yeah. And the sense of like, oh, the tension and like, oh, uh, like uh, everybody's going to find out. You know what I mean? But it's a comedic take on that. Oh, that's cool. What, what's that on? Uh, uh, VOD. Okay. Uh, I think it was six bucks on Amazon. Um, and then I also saw uh, Funny Face, which was a movie that I had 
been hearing about for a while, directed by Tim Sutton. Um, Tim Sutton is a guy who directed the last movie I saw by him was a uh, dark Knight, which is like, uh, basically it takes place before the night of the shooting in Colorado at the, the guy that dressed up like the Joker in the, uh, in the uh, Aurora he, shooting? He, in Aurora, Colorado. Yes. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Um, and he dressed up like the Joker. He had all that fucking body armor on and you know, there was a mass shooting in the theater for the dark Knight. And that was his last movie, and I was like, I really liked that movie. Um, and so this is his new movie, and yeah, I was like blown away by the guy in it. This kid's name is Cosmo Jarvis. He's an English actor, and like, he like floored me. I <laughs> he reminded me of James Con, like uh, visually and just the way he acted. Uh, James Con is known because he was the tough guy who was like right at the surface of everything that how tough he was acting he would like in a split second like fucking fall apart and like start crying uh-huh uh and be like his emotions were like right there on the surface and so this guy man this guy the movie's not great but this this guy just like does a, a performance where i was just like blown away like i could give a fuck how the movie is this kid just like floored me so much so that remind me of the Mustang from either last year or a couple years ago where like the movie's mediocre and like it kind of got buried because that guy who played easy, easy E was in it and he got canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like that movie was like probably my single best performance of that year. Uh, Matthew Rowan, Roche, Rowan Hartz, Rowan. I don't know how to say his last name, but this kid, it, he's in funny face, like same, same feeling. It's like, holy shit, like, who is this guy? This guy is, like, a, a force, a force of nature. So, like, I had to go back and watch two of his other movies because I wanted to know everything he was in. And, yeah, I'm just, like, blown away by this guy. I hope that he becomes a star. I hope he, like, you know, gets more parts. But uh-huh. he's, like, a mixture of, like, James Caan and Tom Hardy. Like, uh, crazy. <laughs> I don't know how else, to, how else to describe it. But this kid, like, blew my fucking mind. Those were the favorite. It was my favorite movie that I saw this week, and based on that performance alone, I think Shiva Baby is like a way better movie, way uh-huh. better movie, and that that might like end up on my year end list. But like, fuck, man, this kid he was so fucking good that I was just like, Jesus Christ, I want, I like want to own this movie. Like, how do I put in a pre order for the Blu Ray, my guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, uh, it's not the greatest movie. It's just it it's a it's the director's love letter to new york so like a lot of the monologues are about how gentrified new york is getting or like there's a very uh very like uh visceral monologue in a car where he's talking about it's very childish but it's just he's talking about how like the nets aren't from the nets aren't from brook they're not from new york they're from brooklyn like i'm always going to be a knicks fan because that's the heart of the city and like he goes into this whole thing and it's like um it's very prescient because he's he's acknowledging a lot of the shit that's happening on now but yeah it's good and it's crazy because you know i guess dark knight did so well for him that in this movie he's got a lot of character actors uh a lot of character actors in the movie so this guy's an unknown but everybody else around him are all people you've seen in other movies oh okay um but yeah that was uh probably my favorite movie i saw this week uh other than shiva baby but yeah if you guys have a chance, check out any of those movies. They will do you well. Uh, but yeah, that was it, man. I know that they announced fucking Loki on Disney Plus. Yeah. 
And your boy might want a subscription, my guy. <laughs> About time, oh, dude. Shit. I saw that trailer with Owen Wilson in the trailer, and what's her name? Mguthu, Gugu Mbutha Ra or whatever, the chick from Fast Color. Oh, my God. I'm in love with her. But she's in the new Loki show, too. I'm like, these motherfuckers got me, Doug. I don't even like Loki as a character, but if you're going to tease me with the time variance authority and fucking better Ray Bill, I'm like, I'm all jizzed up, baby. <laughs> Fully cocked and loaded. I'm cocked and loaded, so I don't know. I kind of want to get Disney Plus, my guy, but like I said, I want Shutter as well. So it's like, how many of these goddamn subscription services can I get, man? <laughs> I'm a working man. I'm trying to save money here. <laughs> and then you got to get Paramount Plus. You know, there's that too. I know, dude. They got all the Comedy Central shit, dude. I they know, got all man. the stand up specials. <laughs> God damn it, dude. But yeah, anything else you watched this week? Uh, no, that's 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 all I saw. I want I wanted to see more, but I just didn't have time. Uh, all right, then I guess that's a good good place to end things. Um, within the, I think next episode or the, the next episode we're recording, I know it's going to be uh, with a guest. But uh, I got to think of like a story because we haven't done like a story in a while for the pod. Yeah. So I got to think of a story or something to do. But um, how about yeah, the time you got I think arrested? This is a good place to end the. Pizod, my peopleitos. Uh, yeah, we're like we usually say, uh, like us, uh, review the pod if you can, whatever that I guess bumps us up. Um, but yeah, just keep listening because we're gonna keep doing it. I don't really give a fuck to the two people that are listening, Melissa and Ralph. It is what it is, baby. At least you guys when I see you. At least we're not seeing like like comment subscribe <laughs> like the whole YouTube thing. <laughs> just like. <laughs> I can't. I'm not a YouTube star. I get canceled if I'm a YouTube star. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. As always, it is your boy uh, Ruben and Mitch, and we are out. All right, later, guys. Bye.